deal with airplane peanuts. Hassan Minaj has been all over the news this week after a story published in The New Yorker went viral, claiming the comedian has been blatantly lying and completely fabricating details of his life, including many of the stories in his 2022 Netflix special, The King's Jester. You might be thinking to yourself, but doesn't every comedian bend the truth and make stuff up for the sake of their jokes? Why is this any different? Well, in the case of Hassan Minaj, it's a bit more complicated than that. Hassan wasn't lying for the sake of humor. He was telling bold lies on stage not to make people laugh, but in an effort to drive political narratives, evoke sympathy and pity towards himself, and create a fake sense of victimhood and paranoia, all for personal gain. In this video, we're going to be taking a look at this entire story from start to finish. But before we do that, let's listen to the jokes in question straight from Hassan's mouth, starting off with the attack on his daughter. Yo, you got fan mail. I go, give me my fan mail, Carlos. He grabs a stack of letters, he hands them to me, I rip it open, I flip it over, and all this white powder falls into the stroller and it falls on my daughter's shoulder her neck her cheeks and she's staring at me and i run upstairs and i tell bina and this time i can't lie we rush down to nyu but this time we go through the emergency room and the moment they see the baby, they just rip the clothes off her and they take her away. And me and Bina, we're sitting in the waiting room for hours and we're not talking. Finally, around midnight, nurse comes in and she's holding my daughter. But she's with an investigator. And the investigator reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a plastic baggie filled with white powder. He goes, Mr. Minhaj, you're very lucky. <laughs> this isn't real anthrax. But I've been in this department long enough to know this shit just doesn't come out of nowhere. So I have to ask you something, young man. Who on earth have you been antagonizing? <laughs> to do that I'm like I don't know I don't know why I'm doing this they give the baby back to Bina and I reach over to hold my daughter and Bina won't let me touch her and it kills me we get home she puts the baby down then she finally talks to me she goes okay <laughs> We're going to talk about this once, then we're never going to talk about it ever again. The only reason why we're here tonight is because you chose clout over our kids. I go, kids? Did you say kids? She goes, I'm pregnant. I'm like the sequel. According to the article published by The New Yorker September 5th, 2023, the New York Police Department, which investigates incidents of possible bacillus anthracis, has no record of an incident like the one Minaj describes, nor do area hospitals. Front desk and mailroom employees at Minaj's former residence don't remember such an incident, nor do employees involved with the show's security or Minaj's security guard from the time. During our conversation, Minaj admitted that his daughter had never been exposed to a white powder and that she had not been hospitalized. By the way, he's making up a story 
and the air of it is that like He's it's just man. like I go there. I go so over yeah. the line. I play hard even, in the paint. Even Time Magazine is like, "Whoa, you're crazy!" And it's like, by the way, on. he says things. My like, whole family's like, "Can you just not take it there for once?" Meanwhile, this guy never dis- takes it there. By the way, he's he just, just guy, says the easiest. He just thing. does like, like a tr- Trump's an orange goblin. Yeah, like, like that his, kind of shit. His whole like, thing is just like, you know what? I'm gonna say something. Trump's racist, and like that's his. Kind of, so it's like, yeah, dude, dude, don't act like you take it there. The article goes on to explain another joke from the same. Special, where Hassan tells a detailed story from his youth about an undercover FBI agent who infiltrated his local Sacramento mosque back in 2002. In the Netflix special, Hassan claims this FBI agent was Islamophobic and arrested Hassan for no reason, even slamming his head onto the hood of a police car. The author of the article was able to track down the FBI agent in question, and when asked about these stories, he said Minaj's story is a complete fabrication. I have no idea why he would do that. In fact, Montelia was in prison in 2002 and didn't begin to work for the FBI until 2006. Additionally, he only worked in Southern California, not the Sacramento area where Hassan claims these events took place. Wait, but Andrew. Yes. Comedians make up stories all the time. That's true. (laughs) Now, usually we do it to make things funnier, not make things more racist or sad or emotional. Yeah. And I think that's the tricky thing here in his stories. It's not like he was using these exaggerations or hyperbole as punchlines. He was using them to kind of make the audience feel worse about him. And then it turns out these things didn't actually happen. When discussing all of this, it is important to point out that comedians making up stories or exaggerating certain situations for the purpose of entertaining their audience is part of their job description. When this story first broke, there was a crowd of people in support of Hassan, who were all quick to point out other jokes famous comedians have told on stage that included clearly fabricated details, including Dave Chappelle's famous baby in the hood bit. The funny thing about this argument is that it kind of proves why what Hassan did was wrong. In no way, shape, or form is it clear that any of his stories are made up. If anything, he's trying to convince everyone listening to accept them as fact, which is the complete opposite of what someone like Dave Chappelle is trying to do with an outlandish, impossible premise. Just listen to Chappelle's joke about a baby selling drugs in the hood and compare it to the tone of Hassan's anthrax joke that we heard earlier. Now this is when I knew I was in a bad neighborhood. You only see this in the worst neighborhoods. Remember, it's three o'clock in the morning. It's three o'clock in the morning. I look out the window. It was a baby standing on a corner. <laughs> and the baby, the baby didn't even look scared. He was just standing there. I mean, it made me sad. It made me sad, really. Cause, you know what I mean? Because I wanted to help the baby. <laughs> Well, um, I don't trust you either. I'm sorry. Click. Click. The old baby on the corner trick, eh? I'm not gonna fall for that shit. Where's this limousine driver? You know, I stopped feeling bad. As time goes by, I start feeling worse. Like, man, what is wrong with me? What the hell's wrong? I'm scared of a baby. Man, this baby could be in trouble. He might need my help. I gotta do something. But I wasn't gonna get out the car. I'm serious, man. I just cracked the window a little bit. There's an old limousine. I can roll it down. (laughs) 
Hey, baby. <laughs> baby, go home, man. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. What the f*** are you doing up? <laughs> the baby said, I'm selling weed at O's. See the difference? The only thing Dave Chappelle gained from making up that story was laughs. Hassan Minaj is using his platform as a comedian, which allows you the option to slightly bend the truth, to create scenarios out of thin air that drive a narrative and create division amongst people. All while casting himself as the victim and using that victimhood as currency to move up in his profession. This is a lot different than embellishing a punchline. Lies that purposely create divide in society, going out of his way to prop up racism and paranoia to millions of people. These stories coming from Hassan skew people's outlook on reality in a negative way. Chappelle might be lying, but he's lying to make you laugh. Hassan is lying for personal gain without even being funny. The theme was heartbreak. So for years I was doing stand-up and I get the topic of heartbreak. So I had to think about well, what was my first time falling in love and who was the first person that I fell in love with. You're given the topic and then you have to figure out a story. So it was kind of the first time that I had to let go of the act and then just go, all right, I just have to tell a real story and maybe there'll be funny moments within it. Told the story about the first person that I loved and trying to go to prom with her and then not being able to go because of her parents. And um, Catherine Burns, uh, the creative director of The Moth, was like, that's a sh like what, what ended up happening with you and your dad and sneaking out to try to go to prom and then experiencing this on the doorstep, not being able to go because of the color of your skin and what, what happened with her parents. I started to slowly sort of write it out. Yeah, he made life worse for other people in real life. Ooh, wait, how is that? Have you, you know the prom story, right? What's the prom story? Prom story, the homecoming king is based on this story that he was supposed to go mm. to prom with a white girl, yes. got to the door, she's putting a corsage on another a guy, a white guy. Oh, because wow. Because her parents didn't like the fact that Hassan was Indian. Mm. And that's oh, wow. terrible, terrible story. Yeah. Lady responds. I know that pain. And so, <laughs> lady responds and is like, not only is this not true, he asked me days before the prom, I just said no. And not only are my parents not racist, I'm married to an Indian. Let go of the act. I just have to tell a real story. In the weeks following the article being published in The New Yorker, Hassan addressed the criticism, defending himself and pushing back on the idea that what he did was wrong in any way, saying, quote, my comedy Arnold Palmer is 70% emotional truth and 30% hyperbole, exaggeration, fiction. Even his response doesn't make that much sense because it's arguable none of this was done for the sake of comedy or jokes. These lies weren't really to make people laugh. They were completely self-serving with the purpose of garnering sympathy from an audience. We've seen comedians get busted for massive lies in the past, with the most famous example being Steve Ranazizi falsely claiming to be a 9-11 survivor for many years. But even in that most egregious of examples, Steve's lie never made it on stage or into a joke, and it wasn't necessarily used to benefit his career. Hassan, on the other hand, was basically taking part in mainstream media fear-mongering, but through comedy and Netflix instead of Fox and CNN. I also understand there's some people who don't think this is a very big deal and understand that lying is a part of comedy. I'm very curious to hear what you guys think about this entire situation, so please sound off in the comments down below. Our boy Hassan, Minaj, uh, Minhaj. Minhaj, I think, yeah. How do we even know? <laughs> how do we even know that that's how he pronounces the name? I think we name? get to decide what the truth is. I think I think that his name is 70% emotionally true, and then... But the Guest spots from last week. The Joe Rogan Experience had on Kurt Angle and Francis Ngannou. Two Bears, One Cave was Burt and Tom, Tom and Burt. Kill Tony this week was a massive and chaotic episode with Shane Gillis, Mark Norman, Ari Shafir, Ric Flair, Louis J. Gomez, and Zach Amico. 
YMH did not have a guest. We Might Be Drunk had on Rick Glassman. Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast had Rich Voss on the program. Shane also made an appearance on the Pat McAfee Show. Are You Garbage had on Ari Shafir. Jared Freed was on The Honeydew. Taste Buds had on the Are You Garbage Boys to battle Hot Pockets versus Elio's Pizza. Dane Cook was the guest on Whiskey Ginger. Flagrant did not have a guest. And Andrew Santino was the guest on Chrissy Chaos. Do you think that me being an only child is weird and do you think that people who are only children are weird and just kind of yes. like we were grown we were brought up and yes. like we're selfish yes. and we're not good people yeah you do i, think I agree o- with you only kids are 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 i was an only kid for only by the nine way only kids is I... a new service coming out that's fucking amazing who runs it the Clintons? only kids yes it's called only kids <laughs> get your kids on it i mean it's really a big money maker only kids <laughs> only kids <laughs> <laughs> Presented by the Clintons. Could you imagine? This stuff's great. This stuff's great. That's the, that's the slogan. This stuff's great. Right. This stuff's great. Considered the episode of the week by many. This past weekend with Theo Vaughn had on Bobby Lee. The Tim Dillon Show was a solo episode. Zachary Levy was on First Date. Take Your Shoes Off had on Sarah Kubrick. Rich Voss and Bad Brain were on You Know What, Dude. Tiger Belly had on Chrissy D. Matt McCusker and Mike Racine were both on Being Ian with Jordan. Sam J went on Stavi's World. And Mark Schiff was on the Harland Highway. As far as new stand-up specials are either out right now or coming out soon, Michelle Wolf has a new three-part series out right now on Netflix called It's Great to Be Here, which is done in a very unique way, not like traditional specials. We also have some new projects out on YouTube right now, one from Joe Bartnick called A Killing in Chicago, and one from Dan Cummings titled Trying to get better. That's the beauty of sports, right? It doesn't actually matter who wins or loses, right? The, the, the results are actually pretty trivial, right? It's easy. You don't have to think much about it because it doesn't matter. You just go, uh, you root for this jersey, you boo for that jersey, you high-five this dipshit, you drink this beer, you have a great fucking time. Go fight win. And Gas Digital looks to be rounding up their six-week run of weekly specials. Over the past month or so, they've given us 30 minutes with Dave Smith, Kurt Metzger, Louis J. Gomez, Colin Terrell, and Jordan Jensen. Five fantastic half hours of comedy that all performed very well on everyone's individual channels. They still have one more performance yet to be released. 30 minutes with Rich Voss. They'll be out on YouTube later today. Congrats to Gas Digital. You're producing a bunch of fucking specials. You got them cooking. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped. It was six of us that did them. We did six half-hour specials over the course of three nights. Dave Smith first. Kurt Metzger just came out last week. Mine's out uh, today, officially. And then uh, next week is Colin Turrell, Jordan Jensen, Mm -hmm. and then Rich Voss. They're all incredible comedians. Very different, very different perspectives. It was really a great group, and uh, I'm happy how they came out. They were fucking great. There's also quite a few specials that are going to be out relatively soon. Kim Congdon is filming her first career stand special December 7th, as well as Salvo Cano, who's planning on filming his first special in Chicago December 1st and 2nd. It's also important to let everyone watching this video know that Joke World is officially now on Twitter, or X, or whatever you want to call it. If you like us on YouTube, if you're a fan of this Joke World YouTube channel, you'll definitely enjoy interacting with our content on all different platforms. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, our second channel here on YouTube, you name it. Thank you so much for the support. Thank you so much for watching this video. Please subscribe, and we'll be back next week with some more videos. Oh, also, Best of September coming out October 1st, October 2nd, this week, later this week. This is going on too long. Thank you for watching. At Joke World. That's it, at Joke World. And the world is W-R-L-D. That's a great uh, YouTube channel, Joke World. Check it out.